guys, here we go. Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason and Paula here with you. We're doing a bunch of these now. That's pretty cool. You know, we took a we took a bit of a break uh, there a month or two ago, but we're really cranking them out now. I think this is like our third one in a couple of weeks. Well, don't get used to it because we are entering December and December is busy. So hope everybody's Thanksgiving was good. And uh, yeah, it's going to be really, really jam packed. Uh, got a lot to got a lot to go over. This is gonna be a fun one, I think. I'm I'm kind of excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm not excited about others, but I think I think everyone's gonna like this one. There's there, there, there's a variety. We got a variety, and there's gonna be, um, you know, even a segment or two that you might not have seen coming, but it's I coming. doubt it. But it's okay, <laughs> it's possible. So. Uh, start off with the Golden Knights like we usually do. Um, two and two since we last did our last show. Um, they did beat a couple of the Canadian teams. So they took out Vancouver. And this was so the night that we did our last show, which was the 21st, they were playing Vancouver. We also were, were supposed to go on with Randy. We did go on with Randy, but there were some technical difficulties. So we're going to redo that episode. Uh, mm-hmm. with Randy Dillon and that hopefully should be coming coming in the next few weeks but we'll let you know about that so that night Vegas beat Vancouver five to four and then two nights later they beat Ottawa four to one and everything you know I mean at that point you know what I mean you're 16 four and one and got to be feeling pretty good right coming in is the Kraken to T-Mobile Arena and you've never lost you had never lost and by they she doesn't mean the golden no you had never lost to seattle in your history now well their history so they've got a history of a little over a year the golden knights were i think five and oh there might be an overtime victory in there but they had beaten them five times not lost to them at all and that's what that boils down to seattle scored the first couple of goals vegas came back but in the end it was seattle four to two Yep. on Friday night and everybody was just kind of like, okay, you know what? Seattle's got to win at some point. It, you know, Vegas isn't going to beat them every year all the time. So, you know, let that one go. And you've got the reverse retro, those new shiny glow in the dark, you know, even accompanied by a new pregame, you know, show and everything and glow in the dark towels that all the fans had too. It was fantastic. And you lay an absolute egg against Vancouver, a team you had just beaten, you know, five, six days before, and five to one. If it wasn't for Jonathan Marcheseau scoring with like three or four minutes left, Vegas wouldn't have had a goal. And that's sad. I think that it's kind of weird. I think this team, when, and this is historically, at least after year one. So the last four years, I guess, when you think that there's a big moment what moment were you? Expecting? I don't know. Like they're introducing jerseys. You know what I mean? Like Lake Tahoe was a big bust. They introduced a jersey. They, I, I'm pretty sure around the time when they were introducing the gold jerseys, I don't think they were actually on a on a winning streak. Okay, let's put it that way. What? What is? They introduce a jersey and they just they just tank. Um, you know, like you just you you come out and you sh- you should be so pumped to wear these things. They're they're glow in the dark. Everybody's screaming, sold out arena, and you and you crap yourself. I mean, they definitely could have played better. I don't know if the jerseys 
have anything to do with it. I think they're trying to get, I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the organization is trying to get the fans excited because I don't know, you know, I see more and more empty seats on the TV. Now tickets that were sold is different than tickets that are in the seat. I'm aware. So you're always going to see a sellout for the years because you got businesses that just renew. You got people that just renew, but some people can't go to every game. I mean, we know the way that we know the way the industries in Vegas or the industry, I should say works in Vegas. A lot of people work overnight and during the games and they're not going to be there, but I've seen videos of this place last night, T-Mobile. It was juiced. Yeah. And I know that these are not college kids. I know that they're not high school kids excited to wear a new uniform. But there's got to be something that inspires an effort. And I don't know in the NHL, a professional league, if it can be any more inspired than what I saw a pregame show. I mean, if you go to the Golden Knights Twitter page, they got the full video. I mean, it was something. I don't think that they planned on losing if that's what you feel i don't i don't think that anyone ever plans on losing but a team that you look they beat them six days or five days prior five to four so it wasn't exactly but but i don't feel like that game was as close as this was a versus this being a blowout i feel like this was further from the golden knights grasp than it was for vancouver days ago and you just sucked and nick was back which is great uh, for Vegas. They're relatively healthy. Um, 16, six and one. Well, what do you think about the New Jersey? And do you like the I New think Jersey? It's great. Okay. I think it's great. So you've got the Excalibur font. You've got the, the sword, you know, which is an ode to that ass. Alan, Alan Walsh. Okay. Mark Andre Fleury's agent. You've got the sword. You've got the lettering. The, the fonts, the no, I like it all. I like the colors. I think it's your spot. You know, you're spot on with colors. I feel. I don't care if they never wear that first jersey again. I don't care for the gold one either. The mustard packet, yeah. Yeah, I would much rather them wear this one all the time. Like they're gonna it. wear this one like eight or nine times, but it's the first one I've liked in a while. This was really, really, really sharp. I mean, that's a, you know, just, just saying that's a great Christmas present for someone or right. Maybe not me. <laughs> I mean, my birthday is way down the line. You know what I mean? It could be, it could be there too, but that's a, that's a great gift. <laughs> and if look, you're going to go out and you're going to be glowing at night all the time. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, up next for the golden Knights, they will be on the road. Columbus. Uh, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Boston um, all coming up in the next week. The game against Boston is going to be really intriguing because the Bruins have not lost at home, and they're the first team to not lose at home for this long to open the year. I think they're like 12-0 at home. Um, You know, the best team in the league, obviously at this point, 18-3. and 36 points Boston has. Already, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, mm-hmm. New Jersey also has 36 points. I mean, Golden Knights with 33. So they're not 
terrible. No. Best team in the West. They've got six points on Seattle, um, and they've got five points on the fighting Pete DeBoers over there in Dallas uh, in the Central. So Kings of the West are the Golden Knights. This- I just think they they have a long way to go, a very long way to go. And it's early. It's very early, and they really need to prove themselves because i like the pace i feel like they got sloppy and lazy last season and we saw what happened they didn't make the playoffs so i will point to those injuries again i think you cannot you cannot get away from that you can't get you can get sloppy and lazy not having all your guys but there's no excuse right now for this team because they are they're they're all healthy i think jack eichel's been great i think stone's been great marshall's been great their defense not right now not right now. Obviously, when Max comes back, and but do you miss? Him I don't, I don't miss him right now. Team. I don't think they need him right now. There is going to be a point when I do. Yeah, and now time for our Mark Andre Fleury moment. Our Mark Andre wanna... Fleury mention of the game <laughs> of, of, of the podcast. Just a mention, Mark Andre Fleury. I miss you. Um, it's not the same. Um, Ryan Reeves is a very lucky, lucky man. Ryan Reeves got traded to Minnesota from the New York Rangers last week. Actually, this week, earlier in the week, and they got Minnesota gets a fifth round selection for him. I told you that at least Minnesota got something for him. I'm actually wrong. The Golden Knights did better. They got a third. Ah. So. You were wrong. Ryan Reeves. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of a Gerard Gallant conversation here because this is very, very interesting. Some of the stuff that's trending on Twitter from your New York Ranger fans. But first off, Revo goes to Minnesota and. He hadn't played a lot in the last eight, nine games, and he was getting kind of uh, like, hey, what, you know, what are we doing? Are, you, are we going to play? If not, you can kind of move me to somebody who's going to give me some play time. So um, Billy Guerin is the GM of Minnesota, I believe. Him and Reeves know each other either from Pittsburgh or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So they're familiar. And the New York Rangers get on the horn. They send Ryan Reeves to Minnesota. Nobody calls it the horn. The horn. They get on the old uh, old phone there. And they, you know, they send him to a place where he's going to get some playtime. I've, I've seen him in, you know, in some of the morning skates for Minnesota. Some of their media members will tweet out what the lines are in the morning skates. And I'm seeing that he's on like the second or third line. Ryan Reeves is not a second or third line player. He's just not. He's a fourth line dude. And on a good day, he might be a third line. And I also saw him playing on the wing. Ryan Reeves doesn't play on wings. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ryan Reeves is a center. Um, I can actually check that, but I'm pretty sure that he is, or he spent majority uh, uh, of his life as one let's see what i can find on ryan reeves let's see is there a point you're trying to get to well i am getting to the gerard gallant point after i look up a little bit of info on ryan reeves i don't believe he's oh you know what right wing sorry they had him playing on the left wing which is odd you play on the side you play on for the longest. This is just what you, now Bruce Cassidy is in Vegas is switching everything up. Yeah, which is it's worked really really good. However, this is not the time nor the guy to do it with. Reed is an enforcer. He's a big dude that likes to throw his body around. He's got fourth line written all over him because the top six, your first and second line dudes, are usually scorers, playmakers, 
that's not this guy. On a good day, he is a third-line right winger, but I feel like he would be suited on the fourth line. Anyway, he's with Marc-Andre Fleury again in Pittsburgh. That was the little mini point that I was trying to make about Ryan Reeves. Familiarity, the guys like each other. They like doing locker room pranks. I, I see they're already up to some, you know, some shenanigans. This is all a part of the Rangers have not gotten off to a good start, so they deal Reeves. Fire Gallant was trending on Twitter, and that doesn't trend unless enough people talk about it. And it doesn't start with one random, you know, bozo, okay? It starts with somebody knows something within the team. My issue with Gerard Gallant, and it's always been the same thing, his crap gets old. His stuff gets old. He is a player's coach to a point, and then when he starts pissing players off because he does what he likes to do which is what exactly i'm trying to wait for you to get to this point well, in, so i can in vegas rebut. he was kind of screwed okay but you think florida and columbus he gets under a few players skin because maybe he might have taken the sides of different people and then okay. that gets under the skin of management i don't know if gerard gallant his his shelf life is two to three years everywhere he goes it's the same yes i know you've said this before i'm waiting for you so to get what, to the so point. at what point do do you stop hiring the man is my point and does he make it to the end what of the part season do you start uh stop hiring pete DeBoer? because what the I fuck agree. has he done it's it's hey, a coach's I mean, recycling this is, bin this is just the way it goes i will like to point out i don't think being what do they call it? Pigeonholed in, in a position like you did for Ryan Reeves is exactly fair. When on one breath you say, you know, they should switch it up, switch it up, switch it up and move people to this lines and that lines, but you don't think they should move Reeves to a different line. No. It's strange to me that you. Reeves think is that... like that old man that you can't make change. That's what Ryan Reeves is. I think the team misses him as far as a guy like him vegas does yeah and vegas absolutely does new york won't because they are they are very physical i'm talking about vegas vegas misses ryan reed they i miss some, ryan reed they need somebody like that because that other guy what's his name coleslaw i don't okay. know his name colasaw he tries Colesaw. to be ryan reeves but he's just he's not he's terrible the man is not afraid to throw down he and sucks. I like that. What about Will Carrier? Another physical guy, not afraid to. Well, actually, really, you don't really see a whole lot of fights from Will, Will Carrier. You know who you did see a fight from the other night, which was very impressive. Jonathan Marcheseau. He usually runs his mouth, but he got into a fight. He's with pretty a guy, hot tempered, and he he got a couple in. But I think they need somebody like that. I think they miss Reeves. I don't understand again why he was traded because you know Pete DeBoer. But I don't. But. See, Pete DeBoer has Dallas playing well. But again, Pete DeBoer is really good with getting off to good starts and then fading. Those aren't his guys. They're not his guys. If you look at the track record, every time he takes over and puts his guys in, it's shit. Robin Leonard. Right. Yeah. It's shit. Hmm? So, yeah, I could play well. I could coach a team that's established and playing well. But then it's my turn to put in people. Hmm. My people. Right. That's when it shows what kind of coach you are if – you see at the trade deadline what happens when he wants to make a move or in the offseason. 
that's probably when it's going to go to shit. Because that's exactly what happened uh, for him. I mean, I hope Gallant isn't fired. I, I enjoy him. I think he is a good fit for New York, but he'll find somewhere else. Or he'll retire. Maybe he should retire. Not because I think he's a bad coach, but I, maybe people just don't want to hear his mouth. I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type that uh, kisses ass. So um, that's an interesting message I, I just got from someone. I'll have to talk to you about that after the show because that's pretty cool. Um, did want to work that Ryan Reeves thing in there, um, which is but good luck to him. We miss you. I wish you would come back if it was up to us, but it's not. No. But they definitely miss somebody like him. Um, and he brought a lot of character to the game. He brought. In, I, I really, I, I really know, like. I I, I'm talking about Ryan Reeves as a person. I really like Ryan Reeves, and I really like Ryan Reeves when he was in Vegas. This actually sucks because then Vegas has to play him one extra time instead of playing him one at home, one on the road. You got to play Ryan Reeves because they play. This is the central here. You play them three times. Um, which Vegas will not have to deal with Ryan Reeves until February 9th. And then they deal with him twice the first week of April. Um, I don't like playing against the man. And that's because he's an ass to play against, but he's really good for, for your team. Um, and I think that the wild have something really, really good there in Ryan Reeves, just adding an extra body, I think will be really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, our other local team, the UNLV skating rebels did not play. Uh, they will be back on the ice. Uh, again soon support them in any way you can because nationally ranked nationally ranked acha uh they're always in the top five usually one maybe two maybe three had a couple of tough games um the last time out against liberty but you know this team is going to be it's gonna be really really good i think they got a couple of games coming up against grand canyon so be sure and check out the unlv uh skating rebels um at this time, I think it's a, it, I think it's a really good time that we talk about my balls. Um, oh my god! Not the ball, gentlemen. Look. The balls on your tree Stop. can be handled with tenderness and care if you go to manscape.com and you use our code VFP at checkout to get twenty percent off your entire order and free worldwide shipping. Mm -hmm. And they're having sales right now, so. Do you want to mow your lawn? I mean, do you want to trim your bush? Do you want to whack your weeds? And not just the ones outside. You know, the grass is dead outside, fellas, but down low, it's a grow. Okay, it's growing. So you need all of our fantastic oh products. Not our, but there, at manscaped.com. Um, I thought that Paula would be the one embarrassing <laughs> me, but I bit that, I bit that right in, you know, right in the tush, see. You know what I mean? Uh, I was just like, uh, no, not going to let that happen to me. Um, also good opportunity this holiday season, uh, Vegas fans of Raiders, Rebels, Golden Knights. I think there's some Aces stuff. They've got, I mean, Kyle over at Vegas. Oh, it was like Manscaped? No, Manscaped <laughs> is not good. Uh, I don't know. I, look. All those guys can go to Manscaped.com too. Okay? Is that 
there's a certain somebody listening and I can't wait to give him his Christmas present. Wow. Which will be from Manscaped. Because we went to manscaped.com and used code VFP at checkout <laughs> and we got 20% off and free worldwide shipping. You know, you look, you already but moving know. Moving on, please go check out Vegas Varsity. Please support small businesses and local and unique gifts. See, Kyle deals with a different kind of balls. Okay, basketballs, baseballs, footballs. VegasVarsity.com, VFP10 is your code at checkout for an extra 10% off of already heavily discounted mm -hmm. by my, by me and Paula's opinion, already fairly priced merchandise. And you can get your unique Vegas item for the holidays. Because he's got, he's, he's, he's getting more. And you can get it all. Do not forget about your cannon, Fremont cannon, which will be painted red tomorrow in the student union at UNLV on Maryland Parkway because UNLV took down Nevada in the game, in the Fremont, you know, the game for the Fremont cannon 27 22. This does tie into what I want to talk about next because. There was an interesting comment. Now, this is not the comment that you're thinking about. There's a comment made by somebody on Twitter um, that I commented back to. And it was funny because it was like, well, UNLV's five and seven. Normally, you have to be six and six to get into a bowl game. But there is not enough six-win college football teams. Mm -hmm. The default. Here's what gets interesting here for UNLV. They're five and seven, but they their APR, which is basically like team GPA, mm -hmm. team, team academics, is one of the best in the country, and that's the tiebreaker. So if a couple things bounce UNLV's way this upcoming week, they may be going to a bowl game. Wow. There are fans that are completely divided by this because why are we celebrating a five and seven team going to a bowl game? Well, UNLV's been to two bowl games in 30-something years. Right. So what you do is you kind of just adjust and deal with it. Wait, what did you say? A five and what? Five and seven. I thought you said 17. No. I was like, what? Although, although honestly, <laughs> if you give if you give this Marcus Arroyo time for UNLV, he'll, he'll, he'll get there. Okay. Actually, I think that's his record. That's really not that bad. That's his record over like the last couple of years. Look. Didn't last year they didn't have not one win? No, they that was the year. That was the COVID year. They only played six games and he didn't win one. Last year they won two games. So look, if you want to talk about trajectory, he went from zero to two to five. Okay, that's fair. This gentleman or lady that I was talking to on Twitter is like, hey, can we possibly maybe start over with a better coach? And I'm like, let me, I'll see your point and I raise you this. If you start over, UNLV is a five to 10 year job. That's what UNLV is because they've never been good at football or not for a long, long time. So what happens is that if you start over, you are resetting the clock. Leave the, leave this leave this man alone. If this man wants to go, and, if Marcus Arroyo wants to go and get a different job, he can do that. But do not fire him because I'll give you examples. Hall of Fame coach John Robinson in you know 2005 or six, whatever, leaves. You hire Mike Sanford, who was at Utah, came to UNLV, sucked. You, he left. You hired Bobby Houck, who was at Montana, came here, sucked. You hired Tony Sanchez from Bishop Gorman. You gave him – all these guys got five years, and they left. Houck got to a bowl game uh, just about 10 years ago, the last bowl appearance for UNLV. This guy's on year three, going to be year four next year. That's pretty good. Don't fire him because you're – look, UNLV is mediocre. They have the cannon. 
They won the biggest game. They ha- still have a chance at a bowl game at five and seven. All of this is pathetic. Really, it is. I have learned that this is very small when you're talking about big time football. I've been to SEC games. Okay, this is this is this is this is well, no, this is small. I understand that, but I think it's a good thing for them. I think UNLV getting the cannon is the best thing that's happened to them this year. They went on it. They had a six game losing streak. They started off four and one. Everything was looking gravy. And they did what UNLV did does. They crapped. They crapped themselves. And, you know, they found a way to win a big game. They almost blew that game against Reno last night. But they found a way to win good for them. For the people of Vegas, UNLV fans, it's a big deal. Don't, don't fire the guy. But also, kind of know what this school is. If you get to a bowl game and it's going to be it's going to be the stupidest bowl game you've ever heard of. It's going to be the the potato bowl. It's going to be the sun bowl. It's going to be one of the first bowls of the year. It's the nobody's going to be there. It's going to be balls cold wherever you go, especially if you go to Idaho, that's where the potato bowl is. And <laughs> you're probably going to lose. But this is as best as it gets for right, you and I think right it's... now. A step forward. You're not wrong. You would have <clears throat> people saying if potentially they didn't have the opportunity to go into a bowl game, you would have people saying, oh, I wish they could at least get into the stupid potato bowl. Yeah. Now yeah, that they're true. going into, I don't know, I'm using that as an example, whatever yeah. bowl. No, it's not good enough. It's stupid. Okay. You can't have it no matter which way. So and I never really realized, you see, when we lived in, when we lived in Vegas, you know, when it, when it's all you have and know. It's completely on a different level than what I've been able to witness the last couple of years. And it, it it's kind of, it's, there's a couple of different ways to look at it. It's kind of like, well, this is big for them. And, and I never realized that. And also it's like, wow, there are some teams in bigger conferences that really are taking advantage of what they have, because look at what this little school, it's not a little school, but look at, I mean, they're real, they're not even, they're not even filling Allegiant Stadium like a quarter of the way, you know? How? But good for you, NLV. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Rebel Football. Be sure also to check out when you go to VegasVarsity.com. He's got a couple of uh, really sweet merch deals with a couple of football players and hopefully more coming soon. As we get into the basketball side, and speaking of the basketball side, before we get out of here, because we're pushing the uh, yes. time limit on the old podcast player, uh, running Rebels, 7-0. and 7-0, and and that is because of wins in Southern California against Southern Illinois and Minnesota. Big, big showing for UNLV, and those games were on CBS Sportsnet, so that the country got to see that. And then mm-hmm. they... they they beat the living piss out of some team called Life Pacific. They beat them by mm-hmm. seventy-two points. It's it it's they're a NAIA program, which is like that's basically like a high school team. Yeah, that's like when 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 in March or late February when they're looking at UNLV's resume, they won't even see that because yeah. right. So that's still good for them, seven and zero. Seven and zero. San Diego. They will play the Sandy University of San Diego in San Diego on Saturday night, and they have a game against Hawaii coming up. They got a game against Washington State coming up. That one's on the Strip, San Francisco, and Southern Miss. So it, UNLV can be 12-0 and possibly going into conference play against a – and I'm, I got my eye on this game, folks. 
December 31st, New Year's Eve, 4 o'clock in Vegas against 17th ranked right now, 17th ranked San Diego State. I don't like the way that one has a feel to it. I, I don't like the way that one feels. I feel like that's an ass whooping because UNLV is not prepared. But defensively, UNLV is super good. They lock you down. They turn you over. Offensively, they got to get a little bit better. But they have shown that they can grow and be able to put the ball in the basket. I like yeah, this team. I think you need to have faith. I, 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 I mean, think, Kevin uh, Kruger's a, 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 a wizard. Say. This dude is fantastic. We got less than a minute left, so let's wrap it up here, folks. Paula is over there. Uh, at the golden wife on twitter me at vegas fever pod please subscribe um there was something that we didn't get to but we'll have it we we, we gotta work on that next time okay. it's gonna be really really cool and i like to kind of tease it with the rules a little bit of uh, rules and insights to the game of hockey for those who may not know so you know who you are keep your ear keep your ears peeled thank um, you for listening have a great night happy holidays have a great night we'll talk to you later bye-bye